I've timed it. I've timed it horribly. Anyway, I've timed it horribly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the timing's all wrong. The timing's all wrong. Like everybody, go back to your places. Places, people, places. We have to start again. Everybody, reset the timer. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> We've ruined it. It's over. We've ruined it. What you've done. Good evening, Miss Riffraff. Welcome, one. Welcome all to another episode of Through the, the Keyhole. DP. Uh, <laughs> the old DP. Ne- old D- please, that, please don't ever say that again. Yeah, no. DP, not the there DP. Was, there the was DP. A, a, a reel I saw, <laughs> I saw earlier with this uh, a guy who's who's clearly from like the deep south in that way because he he's talking about all of this kind of thing. He's got one of these kinds of voices, <laughs> you know. And he's sitting in the he's sitting in the car with his who he calls his black friend, but he. <laughs> refers to it as my BBC. My BBC. I'm with my BBC. And the guy's like, no no no, don't don't say that. Don't say that. Don't don't ever do that. What? I'm with I'm with my BBC. <laughs> and he's like my my best black companion. This I'm with my best black companion. And the guy's like, no no, no it's not oh, no. that. It's not that. It's not oh, that. No. And he's like, what? What? I just made it up. I just made it up. The guy the guy Googles it and shows it. He goes, oh my goodness. <laughs> Get it away from me! <laughs> I mean, you're asking for it, aren't you? You're bloody. Of course, for of wow. course. So, welcome what to the weirdest today? opening, I believe, that we've ever done on the podcast so far. We've skirted some quite. Came in talking. We've some gratuitous <laughs> puns that way. <laughs> it's gone filthy. It's gone filthy. Yeah, filthier. Yeah, filthier. The filthier. <laughs> so how you been mate are you good yeah i'm good Tom. mate i'm good yeah how about yourself oh well you know it's the days are still uh 63 hours long nine hours a week so we 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 do what we can <laughs> we do what we can in that we weren't we, we weren't we around last week uh, what was that say so we have what we can play with exactly exactly that that's even more dodgy well, you know, it's it's probably on a T-shirt somewhere. And if it isn't, let's face it, we're the people to put that kind of random shit on a T-shirt. Anyway. <laughs> let's have a merch, shop. merch in the link below. <laughs> street hands. Do some street hands. Um, that, that way around. Just raise the hand. Just raise the hand. <laughs> I thought you were trying to That's do your Ricky Gervais in the bath impression. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so there are there are a few things that we want to cover uh, uh, today, not least of all the threatening aspect towards the training that we can take. But there's one thing that we've been working on for quite some time uh, in in the background, and it, it, there is a there is a little um, uh, a little documentary film that we made uh, about about the uh, uh, you know the whole kind of journey that that we've gone on with yeah. this and the filming and. You know, with the Sherlock cast yeah. and crew and all of the other wild yeah. and, f- and and fun stuff in that area, and we were going, we were going to um, uh, uh, to Amazon Prime with it, right? Because that's mm. that's one of the services that, at least I'm aware, that you can you can make a recommendation for for any kind of project. And I've seen on Amazon Prime that they have something called Larmageddon. So if they'll take Larmageddon, they will take anything <laughs> uh, in that way. <laughs> so we're now but, involved with Larmageddon 2. Absolutely, absolutely. Larmageddon 2. 
<laughs> Everything's got a bit Balamas. Um, whoa! But the, 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 the further we went into doing this, there was just more and more hoops to jump through about this licensing and this country and this subtitled file for this. And then there was an yeah. errant kind of uh, heavy breath in this area. The same kind of problems that I was going through when um, when I was trying to do the audiobook version for the monographs for the first version. <laughs> Hang on, here we go. <laughs> Lamageddon is incredible. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I joke, those kinds of movies, I adore. I, I like I adore those kinds of movies. I think it's great. We've just got a subscription <laughs> to Shudder, um, like the the horror movie streaming show. Yeah, the yeah. horror movie streaming service, and there's there's tons of fun stuff like that on there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so long story short, we both Halloween. right. Long story short, yeah. we both just went fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> it it was felt just... like it was time for for people to see it, and I suppose in a way, it was prolonging the the inevitable of it getting out a lot slower than we wanted it to be. Because exactly. we've we've we sort of cobbled it together, the idea of it a year ago, and then been working mm -hmm. on it in that time. And it feels like if we can just show people now what it is and and what we intended it to be, you know, there's still. Uh, opportunities for us to host it elsewhere it's just now we can at least get people to kind of review yeah. it as it were yeah. you know a taster you know yeah a pre-seed so um i have a, a trailer for for everybody to, to to look at for everybody to enjoy so guys with with that in mind here is the trailer for what is the deductionist so what is the deductionist? High school. I was re I was reading uh, the Adventure of the Speckled Band as part of my English class, and uh, it was it was one of those books that had like a bit of a bit of history at the start. Who's Arthur Conan Doyle? Mm. What was the inspiration? Scene setting? What did he do? His life and times? This kind of thing. I remember thinking at the time. Well, if I'd have had this guy's skills... Going through some of the details of how he did what he did uh, and started researching uh, the, the actual things that kind of spun off from there or were just related to there yeah. um, just to see if, if I could try and be like Sherlock. I don't know where the, the kind of fascination starts and the emotional damage ends. Hey, oh, that's the uh, film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You've watched it now. So we're, we're, we're going to sign off. <laughs> but we showed we, in the film. No, we, man. We, we, we should. We should just take a minute to just applaud your skills in putting together something that is truly beautiful. It looks great. Features a lot of our kind of humor. And um, so, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> the whole <laughs> continue. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. I mean, it's... Ooh, get off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I, it's very much your creation, mate. It wouldn't be there if you weren't be able to do what you could do. And it's... We've done it together. You put the idea forward about the series, of course, and we've worked on it sort of with combined skills to make it what it is. And then the documentary, as you'll see, is sort of more of our history doing that rather than the yeah. series itself. But it does bring the elements of the series forward as well. You'll see the highlights. Um, yeah, <laughs> you'll see uh, the, the highlights of series one and two. Uh, all together in there so you'll get a grasp if, if you're not if you're, if you're gonna watch series three and you might not have time to even go through the previous series or you're only just coming to it it's a good one to watch just to sort of catch up on all the shenanigans we've had beforehand it'll give you an idea of the big effects that we've we've gone and done and you'll see the places where ben went and performed uh sort of we even go in depth in terms of well a very significant thing you said at the beginning of the series was there's a lot of gray area and we explore yeah. the grey area uh, very much so uh, in, in the documentary. And we even discuss further uh, what went into to dealing with that and how we brought that forward into the series itself to explain, you know, the the not-so-perfect side of doing this sort of thing, the non-sensational side of how it actually would look in real life, which is the entire point. And the re whole reason of why we did it in the first place, because it can be done in real life, on an entertaining platform but we just wanted to show what how how it would look in all its forms yeah. as it were so if you guys want to want to head down and, and check that out it is officially on the dt channel now the full film if you want to see it it will uh, well we're trying to get it around film festivals as well later on and like i say we are going to attempt to get it hosted on on other platforms obviously it it could be 2024 by the time we see those, but for now, it, it's there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's available to you if you want to go and watch it. Get on it. And that's the thing. The more I mean, the more, the more the more you look at it, the more you see it. The word gets out. It can get circulated places where you don't even we didn't even know to put it. Send some send some recommendations. What can we do that's, with this? That's it. Fight, fighting the urge to make yeah. a very inappropriate joke there, but. Um, but Matt, that's the thing. There is a, there is an esteem to to Amazon Prime. Do not get me wrong, but I just there's there, there comes a line where you just go, is this is this really going to be worth it? All <laughs> right? oh, this bullshit when we can just go, yeah. hey guys, we've made this. We want to share it with everyone. Let's get involved. So yeah. when this when this goes out live, uh, as I mean, rather it's going out live tomorrow. But when the the prettied version um, uh, gets gets released tomorrow, if you check the description box below, wherever it is that you're watching this or, or listening to this, you'll find a link to the video itself. Um, failing that, yeah. the the channel is called, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong because you run this one, the Deductionist Team. Yeah, the Deductionist Team Channel or the DT Channel uh, for for short, it should pop up either way. Uh, but um, if you type in the Deductionist, uh, it'll bring up obviously your your page, and it brings up some of the work we've done together on the D on the 
Deductionist team channel. So you you will find it. It <laughs> it won't be too hard to miss. You can't but escape it. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> 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 Trying to get rid of our beautiful faces is like <laughs> I don't know. My my brain. My I reached back for an analogy, and my brain went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Say something yeah. gross. Uh, uh, Justin Bieber. Okay. Anyway, moving on. I fungal infection. So, right. the the main The main crux of of today was to look at. Um, I, I mean, I referred to it as threatening training. Threatening training. Oh, hang on. We've got a very <laughs> weird comment. Hello, sorry for bothering you. I want to offer promotion of your channel, viewers, followers, views, chatbots. The price is lower than any competitor. Competitor. The quality is guaranteed to be the best. Flexible and convenient order management panel, chat panel. Everything is in your hands. Turn it on, turn it off, customize. Go to Streamrise, are you? No. You go to Streamrise, are you? And you do it. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. No. You you you're clearly a boss. Oh you <laughs> you're clearly <laughs> This is like This is the Illuminati all over again. Exactly. You are the Twitch comment version of a Nigerian prince offering me money. That's that's what you are. <laughs> How much rupee? <laughs> <laughs> How many yen do you want? <laughs> Like, it connects to a, a story I was Come telling you beforehand. It connects to a story I was telling you beforehand. I'll just say this line so you know, but everyone else won't know what I'm talking about. When when the the money was offered, I was like, I don't care if it's five thousand yen. <laughs> um, I'll have it Give exactly. Me. So, in terms of our our training, right? The the, the question yeah. that's on the table is how much um, reality and. I got to do this because, like, if you were training in, uh, you know, firearms and firearms safety and firearms usage, you wouldn't go out and get involved in a, you know, uh, pistols at high dawn. Uh, you know, you wouldn't get involved in a, a in any drive-bys just for the sake of practicing. You know, so when I'm saying reality training, I mean as close to uh, uh, mimicked scenarios as is possible. And uh, I was yeah. sent this post on. You know, on the you know the, the the vivacious bubbling dynamic of LinkedIn. Ooh, um, <laughs> what was that? What was that? That's just come out of my face. That was a weird noise. That was like Scooby Doo on LSD. Totally got frightened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my Scooby Doo laugh. That's my Scooby Doo laugh. Oh, Shaggy. Anyway, so uh, this is uh, from a guy called Maysam Islahi, um, uh, who I presume is not English with a name like that. Uh, so I, I just I, I apologize in advance if I have butchered your name, but if I knew where you were from, I would try and pronounce it properly. So I've kind of ham-fistedly made my way through the through the name in that way. And he was talking about the the open source uh, material that is available. Um, Hang on, my monitor's about to go off because I've been doing too much work today. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's because I, I use a TV <laughs> as my monitor. This has got to feel yeah. like an ADHD stream. I'm talking about training and then this joke and then my monitor. and uh, 
So <laughs> I, I use I use a TV as one of my monitors, and so yeah. you, if you if you're not pressing the volume up or changing the channel or whatever, it thinks you're in standby. So if you've not touched it after after a few hours have gone by, it was like we've sensed inactivity. Would you like to turn your television off? I'm like, no, I'm still working. <laughs> still working. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Stop trying to shut me down. Yeah, let me work, bitch. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I swore. I, I apologise to all sensitive people. Apologise um, to your screen. <laughs> <laughs> How it will turn it off. <laughs> so, uh, Maysam Islahi has posted um, several links to several open source training materials uh, uh, that are available, that are on the market. I, I say market, like you don't have to purchase them. It's just uh, things that you can use to try and bring these types of uh, real world endeavors into what it is that you do. Yep. So there's flight simulators, there's fight simulators, uh, there's, uh, there's okay. uh, red team uh, kind of game theory uh, uh, simulators in this way, and like one of them uh, is called uh, Mitre Caldera. It's an open source adversary emulation platform developed by Mitre. It's a tool that can be used to create and run simulations of real world adversary behavior. Sorry, um, adversary is is the right intonation so you understand what it is. Um, Caldera is based on the Mitre. ATT and CK framework, which is a knowledge base of adversary tactics and techniques. Caldera can be used for a variety of purposes, including red teaming and adversary simulation, security assessments and security training. So this is how to train security professionals on how to detect and respond to adversary attacks. So it's the, the kind of adversarial practices that would that would plight um, sorry, that would plague uh, EP teams or uh, uh, even a, a potential terrorist situation. And uh, its closing statement is, uh, Caldera is a powerful tool that can be used to improve the security posture of organizations. However, it is important to note that Caldera is not a security solution on its own. It is a tool that should be used in conjunction with other security controls. So my question to you, dude, right at the start, is... What would you assess the benefits to be of bringing this type of reality-based aspects towards your training? Not just for what it is that we do, but towards, uh, uh, you know, towards anything. If you were learning to cook a meal yeah. to Michelin star standard, would you do it under time constraints to mimic the effects of a restaurant? You know, yeah. these these types of things. What do you what do you see the yeah. benefits of that to be? I think it's good because you experience the pressure sort of in real time don't you because uh, you can sort of you know something to the best of your ability but it's like a, an exam you can revise and do mock papers fantastically but the pressure of an exam room for some people can really uh yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry to interrupt your flow mate but like i needed to uh <laughs> i needed to put that on um does it smell like can you smell spam is she talking about the previous one? Carry on, sir. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, in an exam room, the, you can perform completely differently. People who are really smart can fall under the pressure of, uh, like, time constraints uh, or being sort of, you know, uh, asked to to 
if you're in the kitchen, you know, asked to bring a meal out, asked to do this, that sort of thing. There's there's a whole lot more that comes into the real world than just sort of knowing it. Experiencing it is another thing. And so you're not necessarily going to experience something um, to the, you know, the same way by just mm. rehearsing it in your head, having a kind of, uh, you know, a, a sort of a formula where you can replicate those environments, uh, something where like this tool to mm. replicate the the idea of of pressure and real elements uh, with and threats within mm. that role. Threats as in, you know, like like you say, like the most mm. but taking it to its real form. Like you say, pressure uh, mm. in in a kitchen, in an office, uh, meeting deadlines, having if you've got an audience like you know yourself, like I've seen you rehearse certain things and you've told me how things work and stuff like that. But it is so dependent on the audience, what happens mm. on the night, that kind of thing. That could be a pressure in itself. Uh, if this tool could provide things like that, uh, you know, in, in a sense, a sort of uh, a, a reality check to to a specific um, role that you're undertaking, then I think that's all the better. Even if it's a sense of crumbling, <laughs> you then know what you're gonna feel. There's nothing better than knowing beforehand how you're gonna react under a certain type of pressure rather than finding out later on and not reacting particularly well, because you can learn to manage that then. You sort of get preemptive tools out of it. You can uh, then, learn a different way not just learn what you know but learn how about yourself mm. in that scenario and how you might conduct yourself or how might react or how what effect it will have on you so yeah to sum it up in a, in a much more shorter way i think it would be a really great tool i think you can be really <clears> fantastic <throat> that's what you kind of need isn't it you sort of need the the glasses to come off and just see see the real world and how it would be so uh, Craig says, if it's all online, how much of it's real world, if you can control your state and see it as being online, how much does it actually replicate rather than being in the real world unless it's VR, yeah. right? Yeah, these, yeah. I mean, these are all good points. And and uh, just to kind of connect to what you were saying, in terms of a shorter explanation, this is the podcast very much for getting on your high horse and talking about shit that you know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the place to do it, mate. You know, it's, yeah. it's to be actively yeah. encouraged. And I, I, I think I think it's to, to, uh, sorry, just to put something into no, that. No, please do it. Do uh, it. That, well, I, well, from what Craig said, I suppose this is sort of like the middleman. It's not quite reality, but it's a step further mm. than the imagination. It's sort of you use your imagination to feel like you know, pretend it's all real. But having that tool, I suppose, gives you the next step up before the real thing itself, and it can only be beneficial mm. unless you really are. Um, you know, it's just, well, if, if, if it doesn't affect you or if it doesn't do anything for you, then, you know, this sort of stuff won't do anything for you in the long run. Then you'll have learned that in a way, I suppose you'll, you'll, you'll know how you learn best. hundred percent. There, there is, uh, and there should all be uh, a a kind of balance to, to the material. Mm. If you are just adding pressure for the sake of pressure, then depending upon the Mm. skill, that's being taught, you're not going to be able to learn as as well. But if it's pressure that's targeted, if it's pressure that's directed towards a specific skill, a specific idea, then these these types of 
pass-fail situations are really going to help you to achieve like a like a physicalized embodiment of what it is to take on this skill. It's like I I can imagine uh, uh, when I was like seven eight years old, I imagined myself yeah. to be a Power Ranger, and I I beat up several thousand puddies and Rita Repulsa. Which one were you? I was always the green one. It's always the green oh, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. I just love the sword. <laughs> Loved it. That was great. Fucking great, Yeah. It was. It was awesome. Uh, like, and then he he, he obviously went towards the uh, the white tiger sword. I had the white tiger sword when I was a kid and everything. Um, but that's that's <laughs> the power of imagination. And yet, if I was placed in a room with several thousand putties as myself, not being a Power Ranger, I would get my ass kicked i would get my <laughs> ass kicked you know to give unless to give unless i kept the dagger unless i kept the dagger because <laughs> let's face it alpha and zordon they were bloody useless you know in the... yeah well, one was a head in a jar and the other one was what a fucking a highly Michael. strung c-3po that's what yeah you know anyway this is going to become a rant <laughs> about the bloody power Rangers. Garage, exactly of course it was of course it <laughs> yeah. was um, but but in in that vein, like to to give a, a kind of a real world analogy, I've been I've been off and on training in martial arts for decades. And when I was seventeen uh, uh, ish, um, mm. I was I was I was third party, like third wheel in a situation where a friend of mine, uh, who's I was about to say his actual name, but we we haven't spoken years, so he's statistically speaking, he's probably not going to watch this. Uh, his name was Kieran, and was his name is Kieran. He's not dead. Um, I was going out was going out on a date with a girl called uh, uh, Gemma, and we were we were walking through a fairly rough part of Stoke on Trent, which as it's as it's pretty rough anyway. This was a rough part of Stoke on Trent, uh, uh, Bradley, right? If, if, I don't yeah. know if you how familiar you are with that area. It's not a pleasant place to be. Mm. <laughs> and and as as we're walking through Gemma has clearly previously upset some girl and they are rolling around on the floor fighting uh, and I go to pick up my friend's girlfriend off the floor to stop the fight and I get I get jumped right and there there is maybe oh. 10 10 or 12 lads 10 or 12 of them uh, just re- giving it giving it to town like I don't care what kind of martial artist you are the maths on that means you are taking a beating <laughs> that's oh, that is yeah, what's yeah. happening like yeah. 10 10 times two fists 10 times two feet against my actual two fists and my actual two feet you know not putting yeah. uh, uh, knees and elbows in there and all of the things that they were using to hit me around the head with anyway mm. that's that's the kind of a diversification of the training and yet i still managed to walk away right yeah in in that scenario that's because of the reality based aspects that we were bringing to training you know at during the classes in that day we would get towards the practice of a technique and then whoever we were we, we were sparring with at the time would 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 say right do you feel comfortable yes cool if you don't defend this, I am going to punch you in the face. Th- that is going to happen. 
and uh, it, it was it, it's such a good situation because you're guiding somebody yeah. up to the point where they have that type of comfort with it and then you go here is here is a real world experience of what it is like to walk the line of an adrenaline dump yeah. which can happen with information that exists in here like what, what what was the last kind of high pressure test you took whether it be a theory test or when you were at school or whatever it was, what was the last high pressure test that you took? Uh, probably uh, my driving lesson. Driving lesson, test. Cool. yeah, yeah. Right. So the the theory yeah. aspect to it. Yeah. You know, when, when, when I, it's, I'll speak from my experience, you tell me about yours. In that way, you go through the books, you go through all of the, you know, the kind of simulations. Click on it when you spot when you spot a hazard. Yeah. In that way, and. When you get towards the end of the test, you're like, I don't really know what I've done in this scenario. I don't really know if I've spotted yeah. a hazard in that way. And yet when you get in the car, you are hyper aware of yeah, what yeah. it is. But when it comes to the, the retrieval of cerebral information, facts, mm -hmm. figures, stats, recognizing signs, all of this kind of shit... Was, was yeah. there was there ever a moment or two where you where you reached for an answer to a question and your brain was like, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And you just you know you know it, but it's just it slips due to the the pressure of the situation. It yeah. sort of just you know because I think I think it may have been my second time taking the test. I'd taken it too seriously the first time. I was probably went in a little bit overconfident having just like, oh, I've got the app and I've looked at the app once. I should be fine. Fuck that up. So then coming back the second time, there's now this pressure of, you know, don't do this again. Like you've come here a second time now. It's costly. <laughs> you don't want to waste your own time. Uh, don't fuck it up. And that playing in the back of your head, you don't know what that'll do to you at the time. You think you might be okay and you'll say have the same sort of confidence, but really you also got other elements in the mix. So that was there. That was there. and there was it made certain things, you know, you, you double you doubt yourself. You can't double 100%. down on anything. Hundred percent. And yeah. you've just described it there perfectly. Pressure for the sake of pressure. You know, like yeah. if you go, oh, I've looked at the app once or twice, I should be fine. That is just pressure for the sake of pressure yeah. <laughs> in yeah. that way. And yet when you go into it after having properly revised mm. by whatever method it is that you chose, but to give it the, give it its due diligence, to give it its thought in that, in that arena, you still go into the theory test feeling the pressure of this is an important exam. You know, yeah. if I fail again, yeah, yeah. this is an, another 40 quid down the drain, which yeah. <laughs> we, we ain't exactly flush with, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to just be throwing it away. For, you want to make no. it count for something, don't you? Exactly. Folk, you don't want to waste a penny, do you? You want to be, oh, good, no. <laughs> Word. Everything out of it. Yes. <laughs> Word. And that's that's yeah. the that's the streetist I will ever sound, yeah. and that's 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 the kind of dynamic in that way. There is this. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It it, it has. Uh, there have been a number of studies that have irrefutably proven that the increase of pressure leads to a, 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 a you know a lesser degree of cognitive function in that yeah. way. But when you get into the minutiae of what it is, that is just pressure for the sake of pressure. In yeah. that way, like for example, if I were, if if we were in a martial arts class, 
say for mm. example and in this hypothetical we've been to the exact same amount of training sessions we've done the exact same thing we are at the exact same journey of our of our martial yeah. arts class and if one day i go and just punch you in the face i i, I, <laughs> I don't every I don't... day everybody that's every day <laughs> you be quiet <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you're Bruce Lee in that scenario. You are getting a punch in the face. It, uh, in fact, yeah, there's yeah. been a number of stories. Uh, I say number like there's been loads two that I can recall uh, it, by which the, the the training methodology between Bruce and his students was such that surprise was going to be the key to the event, and a couple of British students were actually lucky enough to punch him uh, in the face. They then have the <laughs> adrenaline dump, and when he fights back, they're like, "Oh fuck!" And, and nothing, nothing kind of works by default. So yeah. y there is there is a, a there is a fine line to walk between it in that way, which is why yeah. it is so important to understand whether you know the pseudo scientific aspects play a part. We we've ranted a lot about the the downfall of you know, YouTube and BuzzFeed and these articles in terms of spot these six things to understand if... Yeah. <laughs> I have this, right, to that end, which I bought the other day just because of, of the front cover of the, art, of, the, of the magazine itself. That's cool. I like that. Right. For those of you that are just listening to this, it's uh, it's BBC Science Focus magazine, uh, and on the front it says, How to Catch a Liar. Lie detection has never worked until now. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Boom. And then... Get her open. We go, we go into the first part of, of the opening page, uh, and he says, We've been getting lie detection wrong for a hundred years. Now scientists are trying to fix the problem. Already, you're backpedaling. <laughs> already. You're already doing it. And then and it, it goes through one of the fallacies, then it goes into why words matter, uh, based on the work of Professor Albert Vridge, who, uh, who Albert tried Vridge. to, who, who, yeah, and granted, what the, some of the things he's saying around words are, you know, there's, there's, there's some verifiable stuff around that, but this is the guy that pioneered a baselining method, and you're like, oh, just you can't spot lies just from looking at the differences, <laughs> you know, yeah. like oh, in this way, and oh, like. The more you look at the kind of studies that they're citing or the experiments that are, oh shit, uh, and the experiments that are taken in that yeah. way, the less the the mimicry of, of real world situations are brought in. Because when we've gone through lie detection games like we did for pipes, like I do for, you know, a lot of my training things, it's done under the acknowledgement yeah. that these aren't real world lies that would occur <laughs> yeah. in that way <laughs> what you are detecting is the minute changes in behavior that within that specific context you can deduce reason out to be a lie that's very yeah. different to a situation where you're involved in you know a kind of instinctive rapport 
a, yeah. a back and forth, an engagement, a conversation, and then mm. be asked to critically analyze where the lie was in that scenario. There is a reason narcissists yeah. and, and you know these kind of char charismatic individuals are able to get away with the kind of shit that they do. Sorry, mate, go for it. Yeah, I was just, just going to say that's why um, in pipes when when we did that, your uh, context is key. Exactly, very much so. Uh, in pipes, it was there was a lot of um, moments where we would have you talk about uh, how to do these techniques or explaining the techniques. But I remember you, you you were quite passionate about making sure that people got the real life closer as to the mm -hmm. real life events of those scenarios in play. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we had the actors as well. That was what I thought was good about pipes. And in comparison, it's good to this tool that you're you're mentioning here about you know getting that step closer to reality talking mm -hmm. about it and those videos like you say like on youtube where it's like six techniques and that's it that kind of that's all you need to know no that's not it at all you kind of need you need to something towards that end goal that, that sort of well the the end reality as it were yeah. as close as can be because it will never compare exactly mate yeah. exactly exactly and the only thing that we can do to create those kind of situations like some of the directions that we gave the actors which still sounds snooty to say out loud but it's what we did you know it was here is create this kind well, of scene it was, it was loose directions wasn't it and they would go forth with it exactly it, it was words to the effect of create this kind of scene and at one point someone lie it, it, you know, yeah. if if it is that you actively choose to lie as a part of your dialogue, just remember what you said, so we can make sure we've got the right answers to turn it into a test uh, of yeah. of that kind of way. But also, if you don't want to lie throughout the whole thing, don't. <laughs> right? If 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 no lie comes to you, don't don't say one. Right? That's yeah. That's that's a real world conversation, mimicked yeah, exactly in that way. Yeah. Precisely. That's what you kind of need, don't you? It's it's like um, talking about examples of uh, of pressure, though, uh, playing into a scenario. I know you said about tests, and I mentioned mm. my driving tests. But do yeah. you remember when we were doing hero school and how yeah. much we prepped for for lessons? But I remember when you know we're talking about a hypothetical group of people wanting to train, mm. and we've got a regime to train with, and then turning up on the day. Uh, with people we know who would come to train with us and turning up for the class and then suddenly they throw out well I want to concentrate on this can I do can I so something I can uh, is there a workout I can exchange from that one because I'm work, you know I've done the cardio I want to do more mm. uh, sort of weight uh, mm. weightlifting sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. next minute yeah we were thrown into sort of like and I remember just being sort of stuck on this oh wait no but we've got the regime <laughs> and in a way <laughs> It's kind of like I knew the answers, but didn't expect them to sort of want to some some of them to want to deviate from that and suddenly to yeah. make quick sort of changes in that environment. But it helped to have um, the fact that we knew knew them. It helped prepare us for the next class where we were bringing in more people who we didn't know, and having that sort of prep there, that training, yeah. it, you know, prepared me greatly for the next class. Then, and I'm so glad that we had that sort of few test runs with a with a people with a set of people we knew which in a way replicated this sort of tool that we talk about here mm. having mm. a kind of pressure on that you don't expect and i suppose with a tool like that it provides 
the unexpected as well. It may do that for you. And that's what you kind of need. 100%. It's dealing with the unexpected. 100%. Yeah. You know, if we were trying to be reductionistic, that's key. If it even yeah. becomes slightly expected, you've removed the possibility of a mimicked real life scenario yeah. like if you look at the, the if you look at the neuroscience behind it in terms of the way we function as individuals we are prediction correction algor algorithms you know it might be we think you know we, we've both got long-time partners so we might be we come home and we like they're in a mood of something you know in that way and you know it might be that their, yeah. their verbal cadence is similar to the last time they were in a mood or they're doing something that was the same as last time they were in the mood but when we ask them they just oh I'm, I'm just tired I've just had a long day or whatever it yeah. is and they're just fatigued so we try to predict but we make a correction based on new information so that next time that then pops up we're better equipped to make more informed decisions about what's going on with our respective partners in that yeah. scenario so yeah. it, it, it's it's like that that 10,000 hours rule to mastery right you put 10,000 yeah. hours into anything and you know you will Absolutely. you will achieve you will achieve mastery yeah. i'm telling you that if i sat at the piano for 10,000 hours and just did, uh, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I would be, I'd be fucking awesome at Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, <laughs> but nothing else. <laughs> but nothing, right? It, there there yeah. needs to be a target to it. So when it comes to pressure, when it comes to threat, there needs to be a design around it. That's the only way that people are going to be able to understand how they can function, actually use the kind of skills in a yeah. simulated pressured environment. I was going through a, a, a group session with some of my guys that I work with uh, on a Sunday, mm. and we were going through. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I was. I was about to go off on one in terms of what we were going through. The long and short of it is we were doing some memory and observation training. Right? Yeah. That's the long and short of it is. And I got to this stage where I was about to show two videos back to back. Yeah. Uh, and I said to them at the start, um, one of them I'm going to ask you questions about. One of them I'm not. Nice. Right, so so in that scenario, you already you can't separate your 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 awareness. You've got to pay attention to it all in order to yeah. be able to answer. So that that's already a mimicked real life scenario. The questions and purpose and situations that can arise, given the nature yeah. of human behavior, are such that you can't prepare for them. And then what I did afterwards is I did ask them questions about one video. And then two weeks later, I asked them questions about the other. <laughs> right? Just so, to add that edge. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. What we're looking at is engagement. You can use all the memory yeah. techniques in the world, all the observation techniques in the world. But if you're not mm. engaged in the information that you're looking at, if you're not actually paying attention, if you're not giving it some kind of purpose, relevance, whatever it is, then those yeah. techniques that you're trying to use, you may as well be pissing it into the wind. They're not really yeah. going to do. They're not really going to do a great deal for you because you haven't got the attention needed to create exactly, yeah. that kind of permanence of information about it. Which, you know, one another guy that I work with. Go on, sorry, mate. Carry on. I was going to say you can be physically present, but if you're not mentally present, 
then you're just in the presence of sound and sight. If you do nothing with them, that'll be it. <laughs> that's all it is. That's all. The, that's all they will remain. Noise and colours. Hundred percent. One of the one of the guys uh, that I work with are on a one on one basis. We were going through some uh, some uh, some memory training. He was he was seeking to be more uh, uh, attentive to the information that exists in his life with regard to yeah. uh, to his partner, to his friends, to you know his business, to, uh, the things that he gets involved in, in that kind of thing. And we yeah. we go th- we go through a variety of techniques, uh, you know that he, he smashes the kind of rules surrounding you know memorized capacity. He's doing twenty, thirty, forty, fifty things at a time with ease. Yeah. And then we got we got to the end of it, and I was like, okay, so what else did we talk about besides the techniques? And he went, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I suppose that just gives him it. Did it give him into insight as to how much bigger it is? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So ne- next time when when we uh, when we when we met after that, we worked on attention. We worked on the kind of prediction correction algorithm of focus. If you're coming to yeah. a situation expecting a technique that will you know supercharge your brain, and it will. To a certain degree, yeah. but then I ask you something about one of those moments where you're trying to predict less focus is needed. You're fucked. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked, right? So you, yeah. you 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 lean into the prediction correction algorithm in a differing sense of predicting real world scenarios. In that, a prediction is a form of bias. Like I, I was trying to explain to uh, a group of people a while back, uh, and it, it will come connected to a, a, another thing that I've got to tell you about shortly, is um, yeah. people People would talk about, so how do you how do you spot lies? I was like, well, you don't. You figure it out. Uh, uh, wait, what? Isn't that the same thing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that is that is like um, that is like walking outside on a night out in an effort to find a woman yeah. you're attracted to. Yeah, and yet if you were to walk out and just accept the information that you see, it is a much richer uh, resource of information. And they were still like, huh? I'm like. How do you look for a lie? Well, I would I would spot for this, spot for this, spot for that. I'm not, no, no. If you're looking for a lie, you're already biased. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what you're doing is you're Google searching, but in in your head, you know. If I was to yeah. uh, tell you what, right, make up some kind of crackpot conspiracy theory right now. Make one up. Hopefully not um, based on anything, but I, like uh, I, the sky I, I, is actually I, I purple. Am st- I am still under the stairs. I just <laughs> also sleep there as well. <laughs> <laughs> something, something that I can Google. Something that I can Google. If you I Google. talk about sleeping with men under stairs, it's going to be a, it's going to be a different thing. It's got to be flat earth, isn't it? <laughs> but, but like, make one yeah. up. Make one up now. Flat earth is a conspiracy make theory it. that exists. But if you like, the earth is actually triangle shaped. Oh yeah. The Earth is actually a juggling ball in the juggling process of a man's juggling act. The Earth is actually a juggling ball in the process of, oh, that's a full stop, of a man's juggling 
act. <laughs> Let's see what we get. In a man's juggling balls. So what we get is is a, a, a Philip Petit's philosophy on juggling on how it's a globally recognised uh, way of way of uh, collating people and collecting people. The science of juggling that's been has been mastering system systems thinking in practice from the Open University. Talking about uh, juggling theories is a lot like juggling balls in this kind of way. So if you aren't filled with the capacity to analyse this properly, you have entered into a bias just from some fart that has existed in your head. The same as like a lie detection. If if you are setting out to look for a lie, you're already in, yeah. in, in the land of confirmation bias. So you just figure it out. Yeah after and that that's that's the nature of of the of the bringing of reality uh, mm. uh, towards straight it's got to be done with a purpose it's got to be done with a with a point Wh within the right yeah. context i could punch anyone in the face <laughs> True. And so if could you get out to punch someone in the face Gonna punch someone in the face. Right. So, so, so could yeah. so could you that's the thing like you know you yeah. you, you could phrase a question like um uh, would 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 you fight Mike Tyson? Would I fight Mike Tyson? I, w I, I would if he wanted a round two. The, the little <laughs> the little fairy. <laughs> but but that's the thing. No, that, no I would not. <laughs> but that that situation is based on a specific context. If it was a life yeah. or death scenario, yeah, you yeah. would. Well, you yeah, would at least well, be more inclined yeah, to yeah. consider it in that way. In that sense, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so definitely. there needs to be a target towards your training. If you're training specifically to fight Mike Tyson, there is a very, uh, there is a very specific way that you train in that way. If you're training to deduce and observe the world, there is a very specific way of doing that with a specific kind of pressure. Same for chefs, builders thinkers musicians all all of this kind of thing bringing pressure into the way that you work has a has a has a kind of um direction and a way of proving to you where you are in that way yeah yeah absolutely. so that's 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 all that's all i have to say about that but it, it connects to a lot of the work that i found with a, a guy called bob pointer who runs the uh, the Behavioral Intelligence Academy? He is he is a guy who is, by his own admission, forever curious, for forever exploring. Uh, and yeah. to his credit, he is, you know. <laughs> and to his credit as well, he's very much like us in the sense that if somebody says something, he'll be the first online to go, "Well, that's bollocks." <laughs> <laughs> That's bollocks. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the good thing about Bob is the methods that he devises for, yeah. you know, the for, for achieving a certain thing. Like, this is a guy that's, that spent 30 years working in, in Scotland Yard throughout, you know, the investigative practices, throughout the fraud divisions and, oh, and wow. these kinds of things. He was he was actually yeah. with, with uh, Jim Wenzel when the podcast came back. He was he was a member of, of that interview team that we did. The first interview that we did, it was Bob and Jim Wenzel. And oh, nice. um, so I'm actually running a, 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 running a course for, for Bob 
towards towards the end of the month. It's called uh, Productive Communications, and I have a little trailer for that as well. A little trailer for that as well. I'm going to show you. One of the many things that we now struggle with following the last few years is our ability to communicate with each other, to communicate accurately and effectively, to really hear what another person is saying. After all, as human beings, we can't not communicate. Which is why I'm bringing to you the Behavioral Intelligence Academy's Productive Communications course. Two hours, that's all I'm asking, two hours in which to level up the insight that you can bring to every single conversation that you have from here on out. Making sure that the insight that you provide to those that you are interacting with is truly something that's going to benefit all parties involved. I look forward to seeing you there. Nice. Right? Nice. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's one of those things, when, when, when you think about it, our, our ability to talk to each other was wildly, wildly hindered by, by, by COVID uh, and everything else. The amount of people that aren't capable of, of really hearing another person's point of view because they're too busy yeah. trying to talk or only hearing parts of their own confirmation bias you know if the, yeah. they it, it is like um i'm, I'm gonna muck up the exact uh, uh, the exact quote but it's uh, i believe it's Patton Patton oswald um who was like we uh, we need to we need to respect everyone's beliefs and respect everyone's views and Patton was like no we don't we need to listen and have a conversation with them but then we reserve the right to tell them that yeah. they're idiots if their beliefs are based on nothing <laughs> in that way. 100%. But, yeah. but that, that's, that's a comedian's point of view, I grant you. But the, yeah. the, the, the notion there's, goes there's, across. There's a bit of realism in there. There's a bit of truth in there, though, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the amount of times, right, it's become kind of, a, kind of a thing of the 2020s that if someone yeah. doesn't agree with you on whatever it is, you're a bigot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And granted, there is a there is a huge degree of bigotry that might go yeah. on within that area, but there are those that just simply don't agree with you. Yeah, and that's that's fine. That's fine to to truly understand where it is that they're coming from and have a more productive and effective conversation that achieves a mutually mm. beneficial end. You really have to know how to talk to somebody else, right? Yeah, and Jim. Jim puts it great. It's the difference between uh, 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 reacting professionally and reacting yeah. emotionally. Yeah. One is one is born of That's reason it, and one yeah. isn't. <laughs> it, it, that that would be very very beneficial because it's like people do disagree. Of course, they do. They disagree on certain things, and sometimes you may feel like you have to passionately disagree with something. You've seen those arguments where people will adamantly suddenly turn tail on a statement someone makes and reacts not the best uh, to something they may be justified in their reaction but it doesn't it's not the best reaction and when 
pushed for a reason for their reaction they mm. can't explain themselves very well and i think in those situations sometimes you can disagree but not really know why you're disagreeing simply because it's an emotional disagreement if you can learn to articulate that and learn to fully understand why you're disagreeing you can also disagree in a much more healthier way because mm. that can impact mental health as well if you don't really know what people people can be sometimes isolate themselves with mm. standoffish behavior but they may have a point in what they're saying and they may not need to isolate themselves or distance themselves from other people within their arguments and they may be able to if with this kind of training explain themselves uh, or look deeper into why are you know in, intellectually why and know the reason why they disagree with the statements and how they can articulate it better and how they can communicate it better more than anything i think that's highly beneficial you see okay. too many people uh in an argument that's heated and you see mm. really awful outcomes rarely do you see arguments where it ends with well okay yeah i understand your point don't agree exactly. uh, but let's enjoy the rest of our day 100%, 100%. <laughs> you know it's it's that old yeah. thing of just because i disagree with you doesn't mean i don't like you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right and so this this whole, this whole aspect <laughs> don't get me wrong <laughs> exactly this this whole yeah. thing don't get me wrong it's not specific to arguing but that's the that's the most readily available example yeah. you know yeah, it, yeah. it's it's the proper compassionate understanding that is involved in the technical properties of communicating mm. effectively how a conversation yeah. works why a conversation works and therefore why it doesn't work so if you understand yeah. both aspects, this is the point that we, we've been talking Absolutely. about the whole time. If you understand both aspects of why it works and why it doesn't, you are better equipped to bring this kind of yeah. uh, effective communication style into everything that it is that you do. So that will be another thing as yeah. well that I will put a link to in the in the box below. Sorry, mate, you go for it. I was just going to say, at, at the result, at the end of the result of it will be it's healthier for here more than anything. Who? Right. No one wants to come away from an argument feeling like they still have more to say or they didn't come across very well. And the, from that experience, trauma can happen. You never know how it might affect someone in the next time they argue with someone. It could be a worse outcome. could be, uh, you know, they may, they may lose the confidence to debate yeah. or even argue their point. So it's just better yeah. for here, isn't it? It's just, it's just a healthier, healthier way of going about it. Perfect, perfect. Now, so it's a it's a lovely treat to end on this kind of uh, this kind of positivity, which we normally end on like you know a, a, a bum note, like an a, an attempt at some kind of humorous <laughs> jibe. But like that's that's specifically sincere yeah. commentary that, that that we've made there in that way. So we're going to leave it there. So yeah. with with that in mind, folks, uh, we do yeah, hope that you've enjoyed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go find Mike Tyson. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so now, with that in mind, folks, <laughs> we're gonna love you and leave you, and uh, uh, we shall uh, we shall talk to you next time. Take care. In a bit. Bye. Bye. -bye.